traditional ethnic style <laughs> i'm told <laughs> <laughs> i've been assured it had better be <laughs> brah this movie is vaguely racist <laughs> in a lot of ways you can't be racist against a non-existent country right i think colonel chi was whitewashed <laughs> that's the nielsen well that <laughs> took the place of an able-bodied Asian. <laughs> unless unless he was adopted, that's the only explanation, because I don't think he's half an uh, Asian person. Did they say that he was like from that island? His name is Chi. Yeah. I don't know. I thought he came in from somewhere all else his, and like took of, over the island by force. All of his ninjas are Asian. Sure. They know. wear that blue urban camo. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was weird that he was wearing like a samurai, samurai armor. That's cultural appropriation. Yeah, yeah. It didn't well, even fit. Tom Cruise got away with it. Well, he was the last samurai. <laughs> and he was actually in Japan. The last one. No, <laughs> well, no. he was actually in on Patusan. Who were you to say they weren't on Patusan? Well, Patusan doesn't exist. So. I went to St. Paul wow. the other day. Had some great Patusani food. No, you didn't. <laughs> the Imperial Palace. <laughs> the Imperial Palace. <laughs> I looked it up in Yelp. I go, what's the best Parusani food around? <laughs> <laughs> Imperial Palace, St. Paul, Grand, on Grand Avenue. <laughs> I'd be a little wary after seeing those two guys coming out <laughs> as the, the crew is going yeah. in. What did they eat? I want to know what they ate. <laughs> Gumbe <laughs> and his friend Poke. Yeah. <laughs> That's a dated reference. Yeah. <laughs> When was the last time Gumby was on TV? <laughs> when I was a kid, I was like, where is Patusan? <laughs> I thought it was funny. I paused at that part where they're showing the ship move across the map, you know? And if you look closely, you can tell they just drew it on there and then, like, wrote in Patusan in Sharpie or something. <laughs> <laughs> they also started in Africa. I thought it was uh, when they the East Coast... Whatever. the U.S. or something. And then they went through like the Panama Canal. They definitely started on the east side, but they're from L.A. Yeah. <laughs> Don't know how they messed that up. Yeah, I suppose uh should probably formally introduce the show. Get this going. Make it official. Be episode, wait, 153, I believe? I think it's two, isn't it? Maybe it is three. One fifty one is Gremlins, and then we did that recently seen. That's right. Bird Box was fifty two. Yep. One fifty two. So welcome back. This is WTM. Watch this movie. I am Eric Mulder. So he says 
wrecked him, damn near killed him. Joining me today, going clockwise again, is Brett. How are you, sir? What, what? That's two clips in two weeks? Wow. I think we'll keep this one for a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. And also with us is Jason. Hi. Hi. I'm very important. Uh, I have many leather-bound books, and my apartment smells of rich mahogany. (laughs) Today, we're starting off our slate of movies about, I guess, films that we watched over and over again when we were children. We start off with Surf Ninjas here from 93. This is right in the ninja craze of the early 90s and the surf craze <laughs> surf craze <laughs> somebody uh, somebody at uh new lines like surfing's hot ninja's hot we need surf ninjas because <laughs> mm-hmm. you had uh the teenage mutant ninja turtle movies yeah uh which ernie reyes was in just a year before he was in well he was in two and one technically right yeah he was uh Donatello. He was the guy in the suit. He did all the stunts and shit in the first one. Mm-hmm. And then the second one, he had his own character. Yeah, he was the pizza, Corey Feldman did the voice. Pizza Delivery Boy. Corey Feldman did the voice for Donatello, right? Yeah, I think so. And then uh, we had all the Three Ninjas movies. Mm-hmm. Three like Ninjas. Four of those, apparently? Yeah, Three Ninjas Kick Back, Three Ninjas Knuckle Up, and Three Ninjas High right. Noon at Mega Mountain. I think it's Strike Strike Back. If they were kicking back, that'd be a boring movie. Because I think they're kicking in the poster. Well, they're yeah, it is Kick Back. Sweet. Kick back. <laughs> what are they just kicking their feet up and watching TV, take a nap or something? No, it's like they got kicked and then they're kicking back. Oh, I thought it, I thought it meant like the slang, like I'm gonna kick back and relax. Rocky loves Emily. Rocky loves Emily. So there was Colt, Rocky, and Tum Tum, right? I think so. What was their... uh, It's been a very long time since I've seen those What was their grandpa's name? You got it up over there, don't you? Grandpa Maury. Maury, yeah. Spent Tuesdays with them. (laughs) (laughs) I used to watch them after school every day. Polvich? (laughs) (laughs) In college, yeah. That was my shit. Or I guess when you're home sick from school and I'm like high school. That was my shit in college watching the... The uh, paternity tests, and mm. then the uh, the sexy decoys were one of my favorite g- gimmicks on Maury Povich. And the Freak Show episodes. Do you remember the sexy decoys? No. They would have a, a, a woman would have her uh, husband take a lie detector test to see if he was cheating or not. And then when he was in the green room by himself, they would send in a sexy decoy to see if, that, <laughs> if he would cheat on his wife with her. <laughs> and then they would... F- Film it secretly, and then they'd show it later when he was on stage. Man, um, so they'd bring him out, and then they're like, you know, well, we when you were backstage, we sent in a sexy decoy, and here's the video footage, and then it would just be him making out with her. <laughs> uh, there was a girl from my high school that was on Maury Povich. I was in middle school at the time, I believe, but uh, it was an episode on I think Secret Crushes. <laughs> And so this girl had a crush on a guy uh, from my hometown. And so they had him there, like, blindfolded. They're trying to give him clues, see if he could guess. And then they take the blindfold off, and he's like, oh, it's you. You know, like, he knew her. Yeah. 
And so then it was like, I can't remember if they had like a date set up for him or <laughs> what type of deal, but it was just like, he was like not having, he's like, no, <laughs> I don't think he was that curt. And I think well, he was more respectful or like nice about it, but yeah, they did not strike up a romance after Maury Pulvich. How does that work though? Do they just call you up and say, Hey, we're flying you out to the Maury <laughs> yeah. Pulvich show? I always wondered about that. Because, you like, know, she wrote in. Like, like, are you on different airplanes? Or are you, <laughs> like, how do you not see this person? Like, hey, you're going to New York, too? Yeah, the guy was the uh, vice principal's son. <laughs> and he was in a band. That's embarrassing. But, uh, yeah. I also like the women who were on there. They got their fifth show, and they got four new guys to test to see who the baby daddy is. Mm-hmm. I like it back when they're on... For like the third time, the third separate episode. Yeah. After like, the first two episodes, you know, they didn't that's find the father. That's what I'm talking about. Like oh, the, okay. the woman's back for the fourth time <laughs> and she's got four more guys to test. <laughs> Just can't hunt this guy down. <laughs> she's she's already gone through 15 <laughs> and she's, you know, it was a busy week. She got to figure out who the baby daddy is. Let me check my day planner again. Who was on the calendar for that who day? Who is the daddy of my black baby? It must be one of these three <laughs> white guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, about nine out of ten of those episodes, they could just have Antonio Cromartie on. <laughs> and he'd probably be the father. <laughs> or, or half the NFL. <laughs> or Sean Kemp. Sean, Sean Kemp. Sean Kemp's are all grown up by now, I would, I would suspect. All right. Uh, back to Surf Ninjas. Yeah, this is right in the uh, Ninja Boom. What was the... I guess, what were the other surfing movies at this time? Uh, off the top of my head, I can't think of anything. Yeah, I'm not so, so sure there was a surfing boom. I mean, definitely culturally, I think. It was like surf dude talk, you know. Well, I guess Point Break was 1990. Like Michael, Michelangelo was kind of that surfer yeah, dude style. Yeah, that culture. And the, they were like, that guy's popular. Let's make a movie mm-hmm. with characters like him, but not him. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's go over the deets here. Like I said, from 93, this movie was directed by Neil Israel. Starring Ernie Reyes Sr., uh, Ernie Reyes Jr., Rob Schneider, Nicholas Cohen, John Carlin, uh, Leslie Nielsen, Oliver Mills, uh, Kelly Hu, uh, Keon Young as Baba Ram. I know him mostly from Deadwood as Mr. Wu. Swidgen! Swidgen! <laughs> He's awesome out there. Tone Loke. Uh, Jonathan Schmack, uh, Philip Tan. That's about all the major ones I saw, I think. Uh, you know who John, Jonathan Schmack is? No. That was my fun fact that I mentioned Ooh. earlier. Here's a fun fact. So in the movie, he is, he's only in there for like a few seconds when the, uh, those guys moto, moto surfing mm-hmm. and the cop yeah. pulls him over and is talking to him. That's The cop is Jonathan Schmack. He was also the creator of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Ah. I'm glad I know that now. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Crazy, well, huh? those uh, stoned-out surfer dudes. I can die happy <laughs> knowing <laughs> that 
that his creator, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. He also had a small part in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. He was the maitre d' at the uh, fancy restaurant they went to. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I guess the casting fun fact I had was, you know, the two surfer dudes that come up to the restaurant, even though all the cops are outside and it's destroyed and they're talking about the food. Oh, yeah, We, yeah. we have a clip of it later. But the one who doesn't talk is Mitchell Hurwitz, who created Arrested Development. Hmm. Running Wild, Lady Dynamite. Also producer on The Golden Girls. Some other things. Yeah, it's crazy. But a lot of these actors, even the ones with really small parts, seem to have pretty long careers. A lot of different stuff. Yeah, you ever hear of that Leslie Nielsen guy? <laughs> yeah. He's been in a few things. A few. The Forbidden Planet. You ever seen that one? <laughs> no. <laughs> I know you have. Starring... Leslie Nielsen and Robbie the Robot. <laughs> uh, it's pretty good. You also might know Mitchell Hurwitz from uh, that episode of Workaholics. He was uh, Cool Eric when they had to go to counseling. And he was like, hey, guys. He was trying to be like their buddy. He was like, we're going to put on Step Brothers. Uh, what do you think about that? I don't remember you that Remember one. that when they had to make sock puppets? Ugh, talk about their feelings and work out their uh, problems? I know I've seen them all, but I just can't recall mm. off the top of my head all of the workaholics episodes yeah i didn't really recognize john carlin from anything uh, he was in cagney and lacy he was lacy i guess harvey lacy i thought that was uh i thought cagney and lacy were women they are i meant harvey lacy as in it must be the father or something or husband probably the husband i don't think he would have been old enough to be her father yeah i suppose yep husband I never, yeah, I never watched the show either. Uh, he was on the show Dark Shadows. Seems like a lot of B-movie horror stuff. He was in Roseanne, an unauthorized biography, the 1994 TV movie, as Jerry Barr. Mm. That was his follow-up to Surf Ninjas. He <laughs> <laughs> was in a unauthorized Roseanne uh, TV biography movie. Let's get to the storyline here. Two boys learn from a mysterious warrior that they are the heirs to the throne of Patusan and set out to overthrow the current monarchy. I guess it really wouldn't call it a monarchy. It's more mm-hmm. of a dictatorship or yeah. a dictatorial uh, occupation. Now, why hasn't Colonel been promoted to general yet? He didn't <laughs> want to promote himself, I guess. <laughs> Still just thought it sounded cooler as Colonel Chi. Is, <laughs> is there a joke there, Colonel Chi? Like, is that supposed to be a play on words? I don't know. To Tone Loke it is, but... Tone E. Locke. <laughs> I don't know. Every, I, maybe it's just me, but everything Tony Loke... Tony Loke. <laughs> <laughs> Tone Loke said, said in this movie sounded vaguely sexual. <laughs> just the way he said it. Well, he has such but a I think it's voice. A, I think it's his voice, though. It's so funny when he's like, cigarettes. And it's like, you sound like you smoke three packs a day. Right. <laughs> like like since birth. Like from the womb. <laughs> like you were born with cigarette in your mouth. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it kind of starts out with a totally tubular surfing scene in the beginning with some pretty decent uh, stand-ins for Ernie Reyes Jr. and Nicholas Cohen. Adam. Adam and Johnny. Yep. Obviously, it's a little clear in DVD, so you can tell that they're not Ernie Reyes and 
Nicholas Cohen, but I didn't look that close. I just uh, suspended my disbelief. Yeah. But apparently these kids wake up at about 5 a.m. every morning just to head down to the beach and surf for like two hours and then go to school. That's right. awesome. Apparently without showering. Why well, well, do you need to shower if you're going to be in the ocean? Yeah, it's going to smell dude. like ocean. Oh, you mean after the <laughs> surfing. That's yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. Well, they went home after that because that's, that's another thing. It's like they're home. He's Rob Schneider's in there cooking, so it seems like they're at the house for a half hour to an hour. Well, nobody knows that Rob Schneider's there. Yeah, but I mean, he's there long enough to cook. I think their dad thinks that just every rock and roll band is Van Halen. <laughs> no Van Halen before breakfast. And did you do your homework? Yeah, did you do your homework? It's like, dude, they're about to go to school like, <laughs> yeah. in, in five minutes. That's what I'm saying. It's like they these kids are like, they're yeah. packing a lot into their mornings. I wonder if maybe that day was just a special half day or something because the Baba Ram was yeah, coming to town. They had a big assembly. Yeah, and that and probably takes about a half hour to get to school because they moto surf the whole way there. Yeah, they and they probably take drive the long about way. ten miles an hour. They take the long way for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's the the predecessor to uh, Ghost Ride in the Whip. Yep, but you need oars, and those were the. Uh, <laughs> Telltale sign for the cops. Because apparently you can't be on your way to the beach. Or or just have them for after school. Just, yep. you know, do some water sports. We were moto surfing. What is this then? <laughs> <laughs> it's a fucking oar. That's what it is. We're going to paddle somebody later. <laughs> it's too late for that. 17 years after. Oh, my and then we just see a bunch of random ninjas in urban camo just running around this. Well, they are urban ninjas. But <laughs> <laughs> well, they're by the beach, though, so it isn't too urban. And they have swords, large swords. Right. That nobody gives a fuck about. Yeah, that, I I don't think they knew, like, what ninjas are supposed to be. Like, you, you're supposed to be not noticeable. <laughs> you're supposed to stay hidden from sight. Not stick out like a sore thumb. You know, like in a garbage truck or something like that. <laughs> they had about 20 in there. Well, the guys that were doing it right were the ones that were dressed like garbage men. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, they won't suspect that. Ninjas and camo, probably. They're pretty stealthy. There's that one that goes right up to, like, the giant window of one of the classrooms, and you're just standing there, and like, <laughs> nobody notices him. That's what I was wondering. They must like, be doing something right. Like, how how enamored are you with Adam trying to find Spain that you don't notice this ninja <laughs> just putting his head in your window? Mm-hmm. Even the teacher. Like, <laughs> well, Adam was entertaining the whole classroom I with guess. his lack of knowledge. Some people think Spain is here. Ha, 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 ha. But sc- it's not. <laughs> There's a school of thought that believes <laughs> Spain is here. And then when he's talking about it with Johnny after school, he's like, you know, I told her, I could be anywhere. <laughs> he goes, that's what I said. <laughs> it could be anywhere. Like, you couldn't even, like, have a, a better guess. Like, he went all over the map, too. Like, he wasn't even close. He South in, America. He was in South America. He was in Africa. <laughs> I think he went to Australia at one point. And like that map it was labeled. Yeah. Maybe that's why in that map thing 
they left from the East Coast. It was the kid that was moving the ship around on the map. Oh. He had no idea where they were. <laughs> but they made it to Patterson. Yeah. They probably, like you said earlier, that uh, they just drew it by hand on the map. Mm. So he probably just drew it in there. It's, I'm guessing that's not where <laughs> yeah. it actually is. No, I'm sure is. it's there. <laughs> it's probably right around. next to Rand McNally. <laughs> Or that monster in the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> they used to be the fat joke. Who does your school pictures, Rand McNally? <laughs> <laughs> Glad we don't accept jokes like that anymore. <laughs> no fun of any kind. We gotta be body positive. Now we say Google Maps. Uh, there's also a lot of occurrences where they characters say psych. That was in style back then. <laughs> sure was. Psych. It was the JK of its time. It was like the predecessor to the not joke. Yeah, well, actually, Wayne's World was, I think, 92. Not. So that was a year before this. They and on have, SNL. They might have been, yeah, I don't know. Maybe not was, uh, was first. Who knows? I'm sure somebody knows. Maybe they were simultaneous. Well, Rob Schneider was on SNL, so maybe he just brought it over and like, well, we got to do our own thing. So <laughs> let's get this psych to, you know, catch on as a cultural phenomenon. I think psych was for the cool kids and then not was or for the, the surfers was for the white kids. Yeah. The white kids in Aurora, <laughs> Illinois. It was for the nerds. <laughs> <laughs> and then Borat brought it back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes he did speaking of Rob Schneider he is uh, the comic relief of this movie and a redhead apparently I tried to weird. look it up try to google if he was uh, an actual redhead and I couldn't find anything about it I don't think so Mm-mm. I don't think he is but why would you color your hair red I think that was the style of the time that was never a style <laughs> nobody ever wanted to be a redhead I remember when I was in school kids their hair kind of a dark red like that yeah but like, i mean uh, he, in the movie flashy he, red like camaro red did you think he looked like it a was like a not orange red. it was like a dark red he didn't look like a natural redhead like it looked like he dyed his hair red i thought yeah, yeah. like a kid in high school sure. would yeah i also I think was it was a, funny that was a color correction issue on the film <laughs> <laughs> that was funny that rob Schneider was also <laughs> 30 years old when he was playing this 11th grader yeah you said Johnny was only 20. Yep. To be fair, Rob Schneider's character could have actually been 30 years old. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Mentally 15, but physically, yeah. he's been on the surface 30 years. That's why his parents aren't around. They're like, he's on his own. He's 30 years old. <laughs> Ernie Reyes Jr. was born January 15th, 72. So he was probably about 21 while making this movie. Okay. Regardless, he's a very jacked 15-year-old boy. Oh, yeah, my goodness. <laughs> it doesn't show until they get towards the end and he starts taking his shirt off to fight people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but at the beginning he's wearing like a baggy t-shirt and overalls. Yeah. And then later he's like ripped. What? It's all those turtles workouts for two Jacked. years. I like how he just suddenly knows karate. <laughs> yeah. Just out of the blue. Because it's ingrained in him from his culture yeah 
destiny is a, a force to be reckoned with, apparently. <laughs> It'll just grab you and force you into your destiny. All right, let's get to our first clip here. This is uh, at the assembly where they have uh, a holy man there, the Baba Ram of Mikrob. Something like that. Did you look up what Mikrob meant? I couldn't find any anything. Okay. I feel like that was actually something. It's mm-hmm. like an old phrase, well, Mikrob. It reminded me of Bikram. Isn't that a type of yoga? Bikram yoga? Something like that? I don't I think don't that's what they're saying in there. I don't know. I think, they're saying I think it sounded a little different. It just reminded me of that. All right. Let's play the clip. It's our privilege to welcome one of the world's great spiritual leaders, the Baba Ram of Bikram. An Asian American student has been persuaded to volunteer and prepare a welcoming presentation, which I've been assured is in the traditional ethnic style. It's got a pretty good voice for a surfer dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, traditional ethnic style. <laughs> I don't know. Is, is it? It sounds weird. Like nowadays, him say that nowadays it sounds really racist. Back then, not so much. What should he maybe say the cultural style nowadays? What would he say now in replace of that? <laughs> I don't know. The traditional Patusani style. I think as a uh, heterosexual white male, he would probably <laughs> not even be introducing it. You mean a cisgendered <laughs> heterosexual white cisgendered. male? Cisgendered. <laughs> As a representative of the patriarchy. <laughs> yeah, he probably wouldn't be up there. Uh, but I, I thought it was funny before uh, when he was asking Johnny if he got his stuff together. He get, just kept dropping 1970s slang on him. Like he didn't know what decade it was. What was he saying? I don't remember. Like groovy and shit like that. Uh, well, he said bra too. He didn't like that. Yeah, I don't. But I, I just uh, I wrote down Mr. Dunbar thinks it's the 70s. <laughs> Then again, we we should talk. We dropping nineties slang all the time on this shit. Are we? I don't know. Probably. <laughs> we Snake. are not. We are not up to date on our current pop culture slang. Gotta start calling things lit. Is that still a thing? Lit. Lit af. Although I. Do you I say af? No, you don't. But <laughs> I just, do. You just type af, right? Nope. Can't say it out loud. As fuck. It's like saying <laughs> it's like saying lol. Yeah, lol. Lol, that's so funny. Oh, lol. <laughs> that uh, curb your enthusiasm episode. <laughs> lol. <laughs> Just laugh. <laughs> oh, Larry David, the social assassin. <laughs> uh, let's go to our next clip. Let's meet uh, Colonel Chi. This is him at his dungeon lair, where apparently he takes calls and has an answering machine 
He's, but his phone is up on a little pedestal. He has to run up these stairs right. every time it rings. He's such a fucking goof. <laughs> I couldn't take him serious as a, a leader of the, the, you know, of an army that could take Overtake over a country. Overtake the strong people of Patusan. <laughs> Hi, this is Colonel Chi. I'm not in right now, but if you leave your name and number in the time you call, they get right back to you. And don't hang up. Hello? Hello? Get it. Hi, this is Colonel Chi. I'm not in right now, but if you leave your name and number in the time you call, they get right back to you. Yes. Are they dead? any excuses. Those boys die tonight, or you'll answer to me here in the dungeons of Sri Ron. Oh, uh, by the way, did you call earlier to hang up? Damn! <laughs> <laughs> Why does he add more rings before it picks up for, <laughs> it only rings one time and then the answer machine picks well, up i'm surprised he was able to even set the greeting message for the answering machine <laughs> that's the only form of communication he has i don't have radios or anything like that just the one landline phone with the answering machine well it's a cordless why doesn't he just put that like stick that in the pocket on his robe thing that he's wearing well i don't know maybe the battery is uh weak I guess. Or it's got a low range. Quite the layer that he hangs out in. You think, you know, you see the battle in a little bit where they kind of take over the ruling party of Patusan, and it's like they have nice buildings and, you know, castles and whatnot. And just, you know, take one of those. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know. Um, I did notice in that clip they had the uh, subliminal messaging in the background. <laughs> yeah. Colonel G is strong. Colonel <laughs> yeah. G will lead us forever. <laughs> they did have cages with people in them. Mm. In that scene. Slave workers. He's only got half a face. <laughs> he got stepped on by an elephant. Because <laughs> his fucking helmet's too big. Because <laughs> he's a fucking goof. He's clumsy. Yeah, he's pretty great in here. I was surprised somebody didn't take him over already. Well, they're on an island, and nobody really cares about it, I guess. Nobody even knows about it. I guess. I guess so. But wouldn't the, some of the ninjas that he's got working for him be like, we could take this guy. We could take him. They're not that ambitious. They don't want to be leaders. <laughs> then again, the ninjas aren't very good themselves. Yeah. Because he sent about a, you know, three dozen to go raid the the pizza place to kill 15 year old children (laughs) and they can't accomplish their goal because what's next the uh the fight in the pizzeria uh, i believe yeah so like there's gotta be at least like 30 and they they gotta break every fucking window in the place like you can't use a door you jump through can't use a door you'd break every window you'd come in hard fast (laughs) that's what that's what she said (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um uh yeah a zatch shows up without his homeless garb on this time saves the day mostly it just delays the inevitable 
like Mac couldn't have run with him either. Johnny or uh, say Zach, get the kids out of here. Right. I'll handle this. Which is really weird because all of a sudden he knows this guy with the eye patch, and then he just tells him to take his kids. Mm-hmm. Although as the movie goes on, I start to think that Zach might be the bad guy. Give us your reasoning. Well, first of all, this scene here, he takes him to the pier, and they're like, what's going on? And then he just disappears on him. Mm-hmm. And then he blows up their fucking house. <laughs> <laughs> and then he takes him to a third world country where there's no running water or electricity. And then he fights Johnny. Yep. And then he makes them take over that country. And then uh, he just lets them go back to America. Well, you, you think he influenced him on convincing Johnny to give the government back to its people? Yeah, so that he can get Dissolve voted Dissolve the, the monarchy? Yeah, so that uh, Zatch can be voted in and then he he shuts <laughs> down all the elections and becomes a dictator. Yeah. <laughs> I actually like that theory. I was thinking when he like gives freedom to the people, like, how long is that going to last? How, when have there ever been, you know... A country of uh, free and open elections in Pakistan. It's been a while, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's never, there's never been like free people that aren't taken over pretty quickly by some other I superpower. Mean, it, wor- you know? it worked in Iraq, so yeah. <laughs> you see, Jason, there's things in Iraq like oil or you know tangible things you can get. Hmm. So you're the saying- only thing Pakistan has is fucking knives. <laughs> And a really big hey, staircase. Those are priceless <laughs> knives. Money can't buy those knives. There's there's <laughs> knives and a really big staircase. That's about it. Like, I don't know what the hell else they have there. All the uh, all the homes are made out of grass. Just a big fucking what did, rock island. What did Guam have? All, all these islands in the Pacific have military potential, you know? I suppose it could be a, I guess. a base for us to uh, as an outpost against China's... Uh, Aggression as they invade deeper into the South China Sea, sure. <laughs> take over every other country's islands. I don't think anybody wants it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think I think anybody <laughs> sees it is like Zatch does. You just keep it. <laughs> well, Zatch is power hungry for sure, but he's <laughs> he's not that ambitious. So yeah, Zatch is probably the bad guy. He's probably worse than Colonel Chi. <laughs> yeah. Because Colonel Chi was a fuck up. Like he, they beat him pretty easily. Yeah. And all they needed was a fucking Sega Game Gear to do it. <laughs> Even when he took over the island, he got his fucking head crushed. Yeah, yeah. an elephant. And, and then apparently his hand, too, because they replaced yeah, his about hand half with his a robot body. hand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, they did that to him, and he still took over your island. But it was part of the prophecy, so Zatch is like, I'm just going to let them. just going to let them do it. Yeah. When they turn 16. But they aren't 16 yet when they start learning karate all of a sudden. And coincidentally, Zatch is the only member besides Johnny and Adam of the ruling family who didn't get killed. Yeah. As soon as the kids walk away, he's going to be like, okay, guys, well, your king has abandoned you, but I'm the king's uncle, so I'm pretty much in charge now by right. default. <laughs> I'm going to run for president. Uh, Nobody run against me. (laughs) If you do, I'll kill you. There's a couple of scenes where uh, Zatch explains the history of Patusan to Johnny and Adam. And Iggy. No, Iggy had went to go call the cops. Oh. Is that why he was always confused? (laughs) 
It seems like there's a a little theme park in the background. Isn't it like a Ferris wheel? Oh, was it? There's like a Santa public... Monica Pier. Yeah, it might, it might be that. Yeah. Uh, they're at a, uh, or it could be si- by San Diego somewhere. I uh, think they said Santa Monica. A... Yeah. Okay. So they're in a public place, and it's daylight when they get there, and then when the story is done, it is dark. <laughs> right. It's a long story. <laughs> it's a long story, and then they walk around still talking about it, and Rob Schneider gets out of the phone booth and goes, just talk to the cops. <laughs> you know, it's all set up. And like, were you just talking to the cops for four hours on the phone? That whole story yeah. was laid out while Rob Schneider's on the phone. That story is so long that even Adam and Johnny try to cut him off and get him to stop talking. Yeah. Like, all right, okay, that's that's a nice story. And then he just keeps going on and on <laughs> and on. Just doesn't matter. Just let me get through the exposition, okay? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, um, Rob Schneider sets it up that they're going to go back to their house, and he's going to pretend to be their uncle. Yeah. But uh, this is uh, the kids talking to Toloke. So you want me to believe that this Colonel Cheese or whoever he is sent these Eastley Campbell ninjas to bump heads because he's not up at your old man? Listen, all I know is that these sketchy-looking ninjas dropped our dad and went aggro on the food hut. All right, guys, from the top. But this time, how about we bring in an interpreter? Excuse me, are you open? Really, they got killer shakes, man. It's worth the wait. You know the food is good because, you know, cops. <laughs> I don't, uh, I don't last think part I, was with Mitchell Hurwitz. Their first tone line, I don't think I caught anything other than yeah. Colonel Cheese. Said, what he said, East League Camo Ninjas? <laughs> I don't know. Is that what he said? Said East something. I, I was thinking that too. I was like, I don't know what this guy said. Like, and then Cam, Johnny says, Cam like, <laughs> look, like, like I don't know what you just said, but what I know <laughs> is that the tone looks a little hard to understand. The tone say that he they had nut up with his dad or something. Yeah, I don't, like, I don't know. Could you replay the that first line? So you want me to believe that this Colonel Cheese or whoever he is sent these Eastley Campbell ninjas to bump heads because he's not up at your old man? Listen. <laughs> Listen. I don't know. I don't know what that was. <laughs> to bust or to wait to bump heads to nut up with your old man. <laughs> this East Sneak ninja ninjas or something. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't catch. Like most of that. <laughs> <laughs> I think an interpreter would be a good idea. Yep. <laughs> Who's the interpreter for? Like I think it's for both of them. <laughs> where do they where do they find a guy that talks like him but also knows surf slang? <laughs> Psych. <laughs> uh let's move on to another clip with a little comic relief from Rob Schneider. Everything's gonna be cool. Ah, uh, 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 pin. But what if what that Zatch guy was saying was true? And it's like my destiny to be a prince and a seer. And your destiny to be a prince and a warrior. And don't forget, I'm the king. Hey, seriously, your dad's not going to miss these magazines. There's a whole stack of them underneath the bed. Iggy, you can't be the king of Patusan. You're not Asian. Oh, yeah? I've got two words to say to you. David Carradine and Kung Fu. 
parodied in Kung Fu. Back when it was okay to whitewash. Yep. In Hollywood. There was a lot of Playboy magazines, by yep. the way. Although, it, it, they don't have a mom. I suppose. It was yeah, Mac is a lonely guy. He devoted his life to the king of Patkusan. Mm-hmm. And nobody knows why. He just happened to be an American soldier that was there. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is said, my calling. Uh, or a Marine he was, or whatever uh, he was. He was a former American sailor that was uh, very loyal to the royal family for, for years, he said. Like, doing what? <laughs> right? Like a merchant? Like, just hanging shipping out. goods back and forth. Like, got a good relationship going with the, uh, you know, heads of state. Like, that's the one uh, backstory detail they left out. They went in depth with pretty much everything else mm-hmm. in that so, ten-minute story. One w- weird, goofy white guy came in, took over the place, and another weird white guy just took the kids back to the U.S. Apparently, a perverted white guy who has <laughs> nothing but Playboy magazines. He has needs, okay? He has certain <laughs> needs. He can't bring a woman into the house. I guess not. He can't, you know, risk putting another person in danger. And he knows it- Colonel Cheese. Is looking for him every day. Yeah. <laughs> Colonel Cheese. <laughs> yeah. Colonel Cheese would make more sense. Yeah. <laughs> I think that would be a better name than Colonel Chief or Leslie Nielsen's character. Mm-hmm. So then uh, we're kind of introduced to uh, Adam starting to see, and he sees through his Sega Game Gear. Either of you guys have a Game Gear? I didn't, but, you know, I seem to remember at some point Perkins would like let you borrow them while you were eating. Really? I think that's, I played that sounds familiar. I think I played Sonic there and I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. And then my parents were like, put that down. You need to talk to us. <laughs> like, I'd rather just play video games. I just remember when you could play like an N sixty four and McDonald's and shit. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. That was the thing? Or a GameCube or Yeah, I remember that too. They used to have mm. a lot of s- systems at mcdonald's maybe it was just a nintendo thing though i think perkins, i don't remember a sega there i think perkins made you pay to rent the the game systems i don't know and then uh, mcdonald's was just there for anybody to come play yeah mm. they would have it instead of there well they used to have these things that weren't even like a nintendo is some sort of like a learning gaming center where mm. it have these really crappy games where you could like draw or something like that or do simple math or these kind of educational games that really sucked, mm-hmm. but you didn't care because you were but a little were kid game. and there were games. Yeah, <laughs> but then they switched to GameCube or N sixty four. But yeah, you're talking about uh, Adam starts uh, his GameCube malfunctions and starts playing the game Surf Ninjas. Gear. Game Gear. Mm-hmm. That's what I meant to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. I-, I was with you. Game Gear starts playing the Surf Ninjas game, which is kind of meta. Yeah, Soup's meta. Well, yeah. And it's a spoiler, because you see the, <laughs> the cops outside getting uh, KO'd. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he thought he was playing Shinobi, popular game back in the 90s. And uh, it just starts, you know, like you said, recreating, or I guess showing outside of the house what's about to happen just a yeah. few seconds before it does. And then uh, Zatch goes and opens the oven and turns the gas on. Yeah. After he he kicks a, the asses of a few ninjas, but largely just booby traps the house for the rest of them to yeah. get blown up. I forget what did he light? Was that a candle right was by the just st- a uh, oven? Yeah, it was just a candle. Mm-hmm. Here I got a clip from that. 
When can we go back home? Your home is Patusan. No, our home is that house back there on Ocean Park. I don't think you want to go back there, man. Our pal Long John Silver here left the gas on. Real bright. I mean, what if the house blows up? choice. Now you have no choice but to come with me. It's your destiny. You had no choice. You had no choice. You're insane. Get your rusty hands off my Be still, your highnesses. You must understand that there's no turning back. Your lives will never be the same again. Find Mac. That too is part of your destiny. I can't believe I just did that. But what of this one, the commoner? Ron, you just blow him up. I am responsible for the destruction of my best friend's personal property. What are you talking about? You didn't do anything. Something happened. I don't know what it is, but it happened. And now every time I say what if, it comes true. I said what if the house blew up, and it blew up. I have this tremendous responsibility. What if I lose this power? Oh my God, I just said, what if I lose this power? I just had this power and I blew it. I had it and I lost it. <laughs> you know, in retrospect, it seems kind of weird that Zatch is always addressing them as your highnesses hmm. when he's their uncle, apparently. Yeah, Doesn't but that seem weird? they're still his superior. Yeah, but... He had no choice yeah. but to blow up their house and... <laughs> No, they have no choice but to come with him. Yeah. Sounds Destiny. Like, sounds, like a fucking, better... sounds like a fucking predator. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you got no home to go back to. May as well get in my van. Here's a fun fact. Uh, just a little fun fact about the Game Gear we were just talking about. There is a real Surf Ninjas game for Sega Game Gear, but it's completely different from what Adam was playing. However, the game Adam plays in the movie is also real. It was developed developed by Sega exclusively for use in the movie only. Huh. So there's a Surf Ninjas game, but Adam isn't playing that one in the movie. <laughs> I read that uh, Sega partially financed the movie too. Well, it's just a big commercial for him, so yeah. just a little bit. Oh, did you notice the Fruit Loops product placement too? The very beginning. Uh, it's like dead center, uh, facing the, the camera perfectly oh, at their house when uh, they're having breakfast or whatever. Wasn't that at the pizzeria? No, it was at the house. Okay. Their house and pizzeria look very similar. Not really. I was able to tell them apart. Okay. Well, it was in the daylight. One's got a counter and chairs and tables, and the other one's a house. <laughs> well, I just thought it was in the back uh, where there was a, like a smaller kitchen offshoot area. No. No, that was their house. That was the house that Zatch blew up. Well, let's put it this way. When Zatch lights that candle in front of that oven, that's not the same place that Rob Schneider was cutting shives in the beginning of the movie. Wasn't it? It was a different angle. I don't know. Yeah. I thought it looked like the same place. It was just, yeah, like a 180 for the angle. Who knows? Well, (laughs) you think they're on L.A. You think they're in the West Coast, and then they're sailing (laughs) from the East Coast. So what do you expect, you know? 
I'm sure they didn't uh, spend a lot of time on continuity. Mm-hmm. It might have been a completely different house. I don't know. It, the front door looked different when they went, uh, when Tone Loke dropped them off. Yeah. Than what they left early in the morning. Yeah. Well, if you look in IMDb, they have a list of filming locations, and they're kind of all over the place. They filmed in uh, Chiang Mai, Thailand, Hermosa Beach, California, Phuket, Thailand, Chinatown, L.A., Santa Monica Beach. Isn't it fuck it? Uh, I think you can pronounce it however you want. <laughs> they filmed some in Hawaii, some at Manhattan Beach. Oh. All over the place. Huh. So, uh, Zatch takes them all out for some great Patusani food. They made <laughs> gumbe and uh, everyone at the, over at the Imperial Palace, where there's apparently an arranged marriage about to take place, <laughs> unbeknownst to Johnny. Well, I don't know if it's about to take place, but he's introduced to his future yeah. wife. Mm-hmm. It's news to him. Yeah. And she seems like all for it until, you know, she takes that crown off and they're on Patusan. She's like, well. But she gets real feminist at the end. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but not really. Because she's yeah. like, we can date. <laughs> <laughs> and then he announces her as his future queen and she's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> she's just kind Well, of- I just watched you kick all that ass. So. <laughs> yeah. I did. I mean, I didn't see you with your shirt off before, so <laughs> kind of changed my mind. What a 15-year-old this guy is. <laughs> <laughs> she's 15 as well, so it's it's legit. Well, when she comes in, she's dressed very uh, much in the traditional garb of... <laughs> the traditional ethnic, ethnic style. style. <laughs> 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 and then... Uh, she's dressed ethnically. <laughs> Adam and Johnny and Iggy got some, some jokes. <laughs> Yeah, here it is. Some very mean jokes. Hey, you know what they say. Chick's got a veil. Dude better bail. Yeah, if they cover her face, pick up the pace. She's afraid to show it. She's probably not very attractive. <laughs> Such a common phrase. <laughs> Chick's got a veil. Dude better bail. Yeah. It's got to be more common than... She covers her face, pick up the pace. What the <laughs> fuck does that mean? Yeah. I never got that. Like the first one, you could see where it makes sense, I guess. Uh, yeah. Not that people said it because they didn't. But and then <laughs> it's funny because it's just a continuation of Ernie Reyes Jr. just putting down women <laughs> year to year because <laughs> <laughs> he was already did it the year before and uh, Secret of Secret of the Ooze, Turtles Two. When he says, uh, yeah, what does he say to that woman? Well, he asked her on a date and she goes, in your dreams. And he's like, uh, in my dreams, you'll be thinner. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Everyone laughs it away like, ha ah, he, he got her. Because <laughs> he's uh, just a nice pizza boy. And mm-hmm. she already looks like a model. She's already skinny as fuck. <laughs> yeah. He said she was, what, 25 when they made this movie? Yeah. 25, 15-year-old. Yeah. It doesn't make me feel any more comfortable with the scene later on where she says something in Padusani to those six soldiers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they follow her into a bush and then get get ambushed or whatever. 
And then they ask her what she says, and she says, you'll find out on our wedding night. Those 15-year-old Padusani girls are lit, dude. That made me, that made <laughs> Crazy me very lit AF. <laughs> Those soldiers were all well into their 30s, mm-hmm. and they're all going to run a train on her <laughs> in the bushes. Yeah. Because she says it, and they all like point at themselves and look at each other, like, who's she talking to? And then they all go. Yeah. You know, there was a part, too, where, uh, uh, what was the black guy's name? Tone Loke. <laughs> <laughs> that guy. Tone Loke. You're not familiar he, with Tone Loke? Not really. Funky Cold Medina. Okay. Wild, Wild thing. thing. Okay. That's, there's a, that's about it. He was in Bebe's Kids. He's Ace Ventura, pet detective. He was the baby. Really, he was in that. Kids. Yeah, he's the Ace Ventura's buddy at the police station. Mm-hmm. He's the one who's always getting talked to with Ace's ass. Oh. <laughs> okay. I don't know. It's been a long time since I saw that one, but anyway. A, uh, wait, blank check, right? Yeah, he's he in that blank too. Check, yeah. yeah. Man, I knew I like. He seemed <laughs> familiar, but I couldn't place him. He but, was the Ice Cube of the early 90s. Apparently. <laughs> Put in a bunch of family shit. <laughs> ice Cube was a, an Ice Cube of the early 90s. <laughs> he was in Boys in the Hood in the early 90s. He's like the early 2000s Ice Cube of the <laughs> early 90s. <laughs> mm. Yeah. When they first get to Patusan, he says something like, or, oh, it's when they find him on the ship. Like, he's a stowaway, right? And uh, they're like, what are you doing here? And he's like, man, it's been like 14 months since I had a vacation. Among other things, like yeah. what? What is that implying? Is he? Is that a sex tourism joke or I something? Th- I think we got that. <laughs> he clip. says got laid. Yeah, we got that clip. Pardon me. You see. How did you get those handcuffs off? I had a key. Where we searched you? I swallowed it last Tuesday. Whoa! How'd you know you were gonna need it? I swallow it every Tuesday. Well, you're not gonna stop us, Lieutenant Spence. I don't want to stop you. In fact, I'm thinking about joining you. You are? Look, I ain't had a vacation in 17 months, amongst other things. And I'm in some deep need of some serious laughs. You know what I'm saying? Besides, I just had this funny feeling that going with you guys is your destiny. Hey, look, Patasan. So many questions. <laughs> so yeah, he hasn't been laid in 17 months, apparently. He swallows and- a key every Tuesday. <laughs> it's like Saturday. It, it's Because that assembly had to be a, like a Friday. Because nobody's coming to look for them on Saturday. Mm-hmm. So he swallowed that thing on Tuesday. And it just made an appearance <laughs> while they're on the ship. So he eats... Right, I should say, yeah, he eats the key on Tuesday. And he probably takes a shit on Tuesday, but then he just holds that shit until the next Tuesday. Oh. <laughs> Sounds painful. <laughs> Maybe he's just been eating a whole lot of P.F. Chang's. <laughs> Possibly. I don't know uh, how that works. I don't know. And then he's in, you know, move for some serious laughs with two 15-year-old kids and an 11-year-old boy and then a one-eyed stranger. Yeah, what, I don't know what's so funny. And to Rob him. Schneider, <laughs> I guess maybe Iggy is funny to him, but yeah, it seems like a weird thing to say. I'm in need of a lot of laughs with all these kids. It's like you're on a this old 
You're on one-eyed a r- stranger. Rickety ass ship on the on your way to South Asia. What's so funny about that? Well, apparently they portaged across the entire southern United States so they could leave <laughs> from the East Coast. They must use the same logic as uh, Jason takes Manhattan. Yeah. We're going to start off in Illinois in a landlocked lake, take the <laughs> take some river to New York, and then end up in the Atlantic Ocean on the east side of the, the island. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at the restaurant there was a, another fight where uh, Adam uses the game gear again, gets some 500 bonus points for using the octopus. And then he calls it a squid immediately after he yeah. grabs it out of the tank. He sticks it in the guy's helmet and says, like, eat squid or something like that. You know, they threw one on the ice the other night at the wild game. They're not the smartest mm-hmm. kids. Yeah. People are like, how did they get an, an octopus into the XL Energy Center? I thought that was a Detroit thing. Were they playing Detroit? Yeah, but it was at the XL. That's weird. They should have beat that guy up. <laughs> Maybe it was a Detroit fan, I guess. Is that a, a Detroit thing? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know when they do it, but I know that's a a thing that they do at Red Wings games. I see. They just throw octopus on the ice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's just the thing they do. But yeah, I don't know how they get that in because unless uh, they don't, uh, like the NFL requires all bags to be clear plastic now. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe the NHL doesn't. Well, you can hide stuff on your person. Just ask my friends that well, frequent the Vikings games. It's a living animal, though. Like I don't know if you'd want that on your person. Well, where do you get a live octopus? Like, I don't sure even know where I would go to buy one. Maybe they was dead, and they just quick put in a bag. Well, where do you even get a dead octopus? Where do you get a whole <laughs> octopus? I think they're living usually. I don't know. Yeah, but he probably killed it right seems after cruel. you get it, so it's easier to handle. Well, I don't think they do, though. Yeah. I suppose if you throw it from that far, I don't know. It's probably going to be pretty beat up. Now I just feel bad for the octopus. Landing on some frozen, the thing it lives in. You know, <laughs> oh, water. Oh, wait, it's frozen. Great. Yeah, I don't know. I wonder what PETA thought about uh, Johnny using an octopus as a weapon. <laughs> <laughs> this is the part where he magically learns that he knows karate. Yeah. Because that's what Asian people do. They it's just light. Know, they <laughs> just know karate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> More vague racism. Yeah. <laughs> Token, you're black. You can play bass. <laughs> Johnny, you're Asian. You know kung fu. Don't worry about it. The scene, uh, the fight scene at the uh, the Imperial Palace reminded me of uh, Dumb and Dumber when he was having this uh, fantasy fight scene at the restaurant, just punching people in the nuts. <laughs> um, I don't know why. It just reminded me of that. Some more surroundings. Yeah, so after that fight, uh, they head on that rickety ship, which I don't know. Did they mention where they got that fucking ship? Probably the same one that Zatch came over in or something? (laughs) I don't even know. (laughs) And he sinks it when he gets to, like, an outskirt island of Patusan. Yeah. A smaller island. Yeah. So as not to be seen. 
Can I mention real quick? I like when they're coming out of the restaurant and Johnny's like, "Oh, I loved when I did this," and he's like, and he just chops some <laughs> cook in the in the throat yeah. and just drops them, or the nuts or something. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. So I don't know where they got the ship from. I don't remember. Uh, once they got there, I wrote down who would leave America to be king of this place. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's their destiny. Did you not listen? <laughs> Even so. That must have been what Zatch was thinking. That's why he sunk the boat. You guys aren't going anywhere. You're here now. <laughs> well, it's just more evidence that he's uh, he's the bad guy. Yep. Well, they're looking for the cave with all the, the knives. The knives of whoever. Whatever. Knives of Quan Su. That's, uh, I got a clip for that. As then we'll go to the caves of Quan Su. The caves of the ancients. What's there? Your inheritance. Money? No. Something not even money can buy. The knives of Kwan Su. Knives? Oh yeah, seriously. That's something money can't buy. Knives. Once I went into a cutlery store and said, here's $100,000, can I buy a knife? They said, no, money can't buy knives. Gee, I guess that's why you hardly ever see any of them around. On the third day of the expedition, they came across a giant rubber plant. Unfortunately, they could not cut it down, for as we know, money can't buy knives. Walking around the plant, it continued on the shores of Patusan. Is there no way we can shut this chattering monkey up? You know, I'd cut him, but I don't have a knife. That was probably the like the funniest part for me when I was a kid. Yeah. First, I saw this because it was on uh, Showtime, used to play it a lot in the early 90s. Hmm. And uh, it was one of the few times we had Showtime for a while. And so I think we had it on VHS uh, off of Showtime. And uh, we used to rewind this part over and over again. I don't remember much. I, I know I'm almost positive I've seen it at least once or twice. But this is the first time I watched it probably since maybe a year or two after it got released. Yeah. Because we had a VHS. I mean, we rented it a bunch of times. What about you, Jason? Uh, Yeah, I saw this. At least a couple times as a kid. Haven't seen it since then. I was surprised how little I remembered. Like, all I remembered was, well, them uh, cutting up a bunch of trees into surfboards. Remember that part? And then the part where uh, Rob Schneider is waxing his board. Mm. And I remember being confused about that. I I didn't know anything about surfboards. Do you wax surfboards? You do, yeah. but yeah, I didn't. I didn't put it together that the joke is that he doesn't know how to surf. And you know, watching it this time though, did it look like there was like way too much wax on his board already? Like so, every yeah. time they go to the beach, he's just waxing away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did notice that. He always starts running out there when Johnny and Adam are leaving. <laughs> yeah. Ah, oh, you guys are leaving. Oh, I was ready this time. <laughs> I remember the moto surfing. And then the story seemed vaguely familiar. Like, it seemed familiar to me. But nothing really specific that that I remembered. I think it blends in with a lot of the other ninja stuff from back in the day. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm curious to watch Three Ninjas again. Because I also have very little recollection of that movie. But I'm sure I saw it. I think I watched Three Ninjas... Mm, within the last 10 years mm-hmm. 
I did once. There's a scene where people break in to try to kidnap him, and one guy gets, uh, they give him a laxative. Yep. Mm -hmm. And then he just starts talking about how he's got to take a major dump. (laughs) (laughs) Are those the words he uses? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I think Tum Tum put the laxative in his head. It's pretty Supersized colas. (laughs) It's like a... uh, Big Gulp from Seven Eleven or something like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought they pretended to be like pizza delivery guys or something. I like think that. so. Yeah, they came with sodas like in a paper cups, but like a big, big gulp size. Yeah, something like that. Pretty much a laxatives in there. <laughs> tum tum. Uh, so yeah, it's at that point I believe when they find the cave. Yeah, they find the cave and and then uh, Johnny fights Zatch. And then Zatch just starts. Yeah trying to fight Johnny. He's got to test him, dude. I guess so. He didn't give him any warning or anything. Well, neither is Colonel Chi, you know? I guess. When he goes to face him, he's not going to get a warning. But he knows Colonel Chi's his, uh, <laughs> his adversary, yeah, his enemy. But uh, Zatch is supposed to be his friend. Got to be <laughs> prepared. Be prepared for anything. I think Zatch was, uh, yeah, he was testing him for sure. But uh, then he probably had to rethink his strategy. Yeah. Because he passed the test. <laughs> yep. Carved a Z into his shirt. What's that a reference to? Well, he even says. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? I mean, the kids aren't going to know that, so they got to say, never mess with Zorro. Did they have Zorro? What was the latest uh, or the newest Zorro thing in 93? Uh, when did the Antonio Bandor? That was like 98. I want to say. Okay. No, really? Was it that late? Yeah, it was 93 and all that. That was the Mask of Zorro, right? There was what, the Mask and the Legend of Zorro? Oh, you got it. What was 98? Ooh, good. Catherine Zeta-Jones. Yeah. Antonio Banderas, am I right? Yeah. (laughs) The Legend of Zorro? I never saw that one. It was 2005. Best thing about that movie is the costumes. You know, they have the uh, traditional ethnic costumes <laughs> <laughs> from that time period yeah. in Mexico. <laughs> I guess there was a Zorro TV show from 90 to 93. What is this? There's something called Zorro the Gay Blade. That's really old, though. That's from like the 30s. Yeah. No, that, this was 1981. I thought it was older than that. Well, it, it looks like it's a remake. There is another one... Uh, George Hamilton from... It was just uh, like a gay porno. (laughs) I thought maybe. Apparently there was a a TV series called Zorro in the 90 to 93, so it would have been in the zeitgeist. Yep. Wait, the George um, Hamilton one was the 81. No, they get captured and have that chase before they surf over, right? Or do they surf over and then have that chase? What chase? Oh, the, the car chase. Yeah. That's before they... they Tone Loke and Adam fall down a hill and they get captured. Yeah, that was before they got to the village. Yeah. Okay, because they, they get captured. They're in the back of that one of the Jeeps. It's covered. Mm-hmm. And so Johnny and Zach, some of the other people, or I guess everyone else, kind of jumps down after him. And Johnny busts into the Jeep and he takes care of the guards in there. <laughs> that was weird that... 
So Tone Loke and Adam are all chained to They have shackles over their arms and legs, and mm-hmm. they're chained together. And so uh, he's like, how are you going to get these off? And Johnny starts bringing up his sword, and they're like, oh, hey, you know, calm down with that. And so they split apart, and he cuts the chain between them. Mm-hmm. And then they just slough off their shackles. <laughs> <laughs> like He only cuts a... A chain between them. Like, if you could just take off your shackles the whole time, right? you can mm-hmm. just take them off. My question with that scene was, those are Colonel Cheese guys, right? Mm-hmm. He gave the order to kill them. They have automatic machine guns. Well, Tone guns. Loke is, you know, they're thrown off by Tone Loke. They're like, who the fuck is this guy? I mean, they they have automatic rifles. Well, they, he, he, he also clearly and stated that he was part of the LAPD. That's true. But they doesn't have a jurisdiction. <laughs> they don't know that. <laughs> I don't think they spoke English. But why didn't they just kill them all? Yeah. There's a hell of a lot more of them than there are of the the good guys. And they all got guns. Yeah. Not a single one kills anybody. Yeah, yeah. and in the first part where I guess Manzash is telling the story about Colonel Chief first taking over the place, like half of his men have guns and the other half have swords but it's like well why don't you just hang out by the guys with the guns and <laughs> right. kill everyone yeah well and then uh you know there was foreshadowing early in the movie adam kept bitching about not being able to drive mm-hmm. and here's his chance to steal a jeep yep and he knocks over two guys <laughs> and then there are a bunch of other guys standing there with guns and but... nobody shoots them <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like do your guns not work what's going on they didn't get the orders. I think it's because nobody respects Colonel Chi because he's a fucking goof. Well, they tried to get a hold of him, but they all they got was an answering machine. <laughs> like, we they, caught these two people. We don't know who they are. They should have left a message and stopped. Uh, Big black guy with a raspy voice and a little boy. Stop, stop hanging up on the answering machine. <laughs> and don't hang up. <laughs> what? <laughs> Just supposed to stay on the line and talk so you know that. Well, you're supposed to you're supposed to leave a message, and then if he he's there, he'll pick up if yeah. he's if he's late to the phone, mm-hmm. right? So, but he wants to know who's calling every time. There was no caller ID. Nineteen ninety three. That's weird to think about. <laughs> Damn millennials don't know what it's like to live without. Yeah. Yeah, caller ID. I remember I was excited to go to Walmart and buy my first caller ID. For my phone in my bedroom. Oh, man. Ooh. You had a phone in the bedroom? Woo! Hell yeah. I had a badass phone. You know the Jaguar hood ornament? I had a yeah. phone shaped like that, and when it rang, the eyes flashed. <laughs> it was pretty cool. And Jaguar. That's as close to a Jaguar as you've ever gotten. <laughs> <laughs> well, was it like the real, like the car Jaguar, or was it like a Jacksonville Jaguar? No, it was the car Jaguar. Okay. They don't put those on them anymore. Don't they? None of them? Nope. Yeah, they don't really do that. No more. Mm. Nobody has hood ornaments anymore, except for like Rolls Royce. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess. They hide them when they're parked. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there was this, that big thing where people would snap them off sell them. <laughs> An episode of put Family it, Guy. Put, when, uh, put it on a chain. When uh, Ricky Gervais was the dolphin and he gets Peter those two Mercedes hood ornaments. <laughs> <laughs> when he takes them together when he's on the phone with uh, um, he's Lois's dad, Conrad. Is that what it is? I think it Fuck, might. I forget his name. 
Yeah, something like that. <laughs> he just dings it once. You got a Mercedes? <laughs> uh. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, they free all the villagers after... Well, I guess I'm skipping over a clip here. Let's get to a clip that... Uh, this is right after they find the dynamite. And they start chucking unlit dynamites. <laughs> those sticks of dynamite. Yeah. Because the so, uh, car is chasing them. Somebody says, throw the dynamite. And so... That's what happens. I need a light. I need a light. Wait, wait. I've got something. Cigarettes. Yeah, yeah. I know I should quit. Maybe you should get the patch. Look who I'm talking to. Another big meta moment of the movie, he, right? He delivers it directly to the camera. <laughs> yeah. Like he breaks the fourth wall just for no particular reason. <laughs> yeah. Just to make sure you got the it's joke. A, it's a fun movie, guys. They really They're sh- hip. They're they cool. really shoehorn that that joke in there. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, why would he be a smoker? You know, just so you can make a joke about his eye patch. <laughs> yes. Earlier in the movie, they kind of shoehorn in. I want you to keep one eye, on my friends, and one eye. On- <laughs> <laughs> well, just oh, just do your best. <laughs> Another eye patch joke. <laughs> if you didn't know, Zatch has an eye patch. Yeah. <laughs> they even show how he got the eye patch yeah like there's a flashback to the fight and you see like this big slice across his eye but then you still see his eye moving around like he's still it looks like his eye is fine well he didn't have time to go get a patch or get it looked at jason i'm just saying his eye looked pretty okay maybe got infected maybe lost his vision that way it must have been it after the fact on that dirty island yeah (laughs) (laughs) he's around that elephant though because I was right when, uh, does he get the uh, Colonel Chi takes his eye out and then he falls over and gets his head crushed? Yeah. yeah by an elephant. Because mm-hmm. his helmet's too big and he can't, it goes over his eyes, he can't see, he trips and falls. Because mm-hmm. he's a fucking goof. <laughs> if there's anything I want you to take away, Colonel Chi is a fucking goof <laughs> and Zatch is the bad guy. Okay. <laughs> That's what I got. <laughs> Because right after that, they free the villagers, and uh, they get their own little army going. They get some local Patusani cuisine. <laughs> and they give tie-dye headbands to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> you notice that? Apparently, the uh, traditional ethnic style is tie-dye. Mm-hmm. Kwan Su, dudes. Kwan Su. Yeah. I liked when they were going to go surfing, and... Uh... Tone Loke was reluctant because brothers don't surf, <laughs> and he can't let the, the the hood find out that he went surfing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he's like, which shit, is, if Rob Schneider's going to do it, which, I better do it. Which is also vaguely racist. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Adam saw, I guess he envisioned all the surfboards from the uh, jungle even without the use of his game gear, because it wasn't working, and he didn't need it. He's, he he's had a, the gift inside <laughs> him the whole time. <laughs> he's a <Yeah>. true visionary. <laughs> he's a seer. In, in other words, kids have crazy imaginations. What if all those trees were like surfboards and stuff? <laughs> I don't know how they did it, because none of those trees were as wide as the surfboards were. Well, I mean, <laughs> they were pretty much the best wood carvers ever. Yeah, so they're among the best in the world. Yeah, and then they, they can do whatever they want. And they, you know, they sanded and stained them, <laughs> and they, you know, they looked really nice. 
And it's so inconspicuous of 30 people on surfboards going around the island to go to like the, I guess, the backside to enter in. Of course, this island would not have lookouts anywhere. Well, Colonel G. Century posts. Colonel G is such a fuck up. He <laughs> later he sent half his army to the United States to fucking kill these kids and they couldn't do it. Everyone's still trying to come back. Well, you had that one guy back of the house who tried to jump off the roof head first <laughs> yeah. just swan dived <laughs> into the concrete another guy was that dude did not survive another guy was outdone by chopsticks <laughs> so they're oh not... yeah that was one of the things i remembered <laughs> from this yeah. movie as a kid on the trailer too. oh yeah yeah that's a jackie chan move yep chopsticks up the nose mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Uh, so yeah then they surf in so Iggy finally surfs, even though there's nobody has any wax. Yeah. I don't know how they stayed right. on their slick, yeah. new lacquered boards. <laughs> <laughs> well, they didn't have the fins on the bottom. No. Uh, they didn't uh, have the, the things to attach to their ankles. Apparently no. one guy did. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the IMDb goofs. <laughs> one guy had he a had some foresight. <laughs> Yeah, Johnny's surfing with his sword. So some people have swords and stuff, but I thought it was funny when they raid. They raid the compound. Half the people just come in carrying flags to fight with. <laughs> <laughs> they just come charging in. Ah! They just have fucking flags. I like, too, when they blew up the one door, it was the same footage as the uh, flashback <laughs> of when Colonel Cheese guys invaded. Uh, <laughs> and they blew up the door. <laughs> so we need the stock footage. The same you can only do this shot. once. We're going to save some money on this. Nobody's going to come see this movie. Uh, so there's a big fight. They throw some dynamite at them. Yeah. But it just it's small explosions now. When they're throwing it at the Jeeps, it was big explosions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When they're throwing it at people, not so much. It didn't look like they hit anybody either. It just no. looked like a big soccer game, all these people doing backflips and diving to the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then Johnny fight starts fighting uh, Colonel Chi with uh, Adam's Adam's help. Colonel Chi got a little wet. Yeah, he crashes his Jeep. I guess the radiator springs a leak. <laughs> and it, it hits him in the arm and his, I guess, robot hand starts malfunctioning. Yeah. So Adam could just start controlling it. And uh, so he's helping him in the fight against Johnny. And then he, he's still messing with his game gear. And then Leslie Nielsen... Reaches down and grabs his own dick, and you can clearly see <laughs> his dick through his pants. And Leslie Nielsen's packing. <laughs> he's like, ooh, holding his dick out, just right in front of a 15 year old boy. <laughs> <laughs> Hollywood, right? He was yeah. pretty old back in the day, too. Back then. Yeah. He'd been around since the 50s. I know Ernie Reyes was 15, or I mean, 21 at the time, but still. <laughs> It's for it's for uh, jokes. It's just for the lulls. <laughs> so do you do you think Leslie uh, Colonel Chi never washed his hands because he couldn't get his robot hand wet? <laughs> Probably. Yeah, that's good. That's pretty gross. <laughs> um, there's also his. I guess, could you even call it his number one or his another like, number one henchman that he's always talking shit to in the dungeon because he's a fuck up. Yeah, he keeps on falling down the stairs because Johnny keeps on <laughs> kicking him down there. 
They did that gag three times. <laughs> yeah. And uh, when it starts really flopping around down the stairs, you know, they have a dummy <laughs> falling down. It looks pretty right. sweet, too, because it's just going nuts down that staircase. Well, the third time he just throws himself down because yeah. the, the fight is over. Mm-hmm. Hey, your side lost. <laughs> <laughs> well, Colonel Chi, uh, Johnny beats him with the finger poke of doom, and then he falls into a like a horse trough or something and... Or a fountain or something. Like a little pool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of sparks. Yeah. Flying everywhere. Why would you make it so you can't get get it wet? I mean, yeah. it's put a plastic bag on that island. Hand. What does he do during monsoon season? <laughs> so I'm saying he can't rule half the time. Just stays he's inside. stay in the dungeon. Of course, he surrounds his dungeon lair with water for some reason. <laughs> Couldn't pump it out. Pump's broken. Uh, so yeah, they have they have a Star Wars award ceremony at the end there. Everyone's getting their little awards. Yep. Johnny and his wife to be are new king and queen. Although he dissolves his first act, first and only act is to dissolve the monarchy and free the people. Yeah, give the government back to its people, which Zatch hates. Well, like you said, he could probably just win that election and just. Dissolve the democracy. <laughs> Do they really need a government, though? There's like 50 people there. Yeah. Because yeah. most of them immigrated to <laughs> South California. <laughs> There's no running water, no electricity, 50 people there. They all live in grass huts. Do you need a strong government to rule over that? So funny because, like, when they're talking, when they go to the Imperial Pal- Palace, uh, Zash is talking about, you know, most of the people who fled Pakistan settled here. <laughs> like, <laughs> how many? Even well, was, necessitate a restaurant. Well, like was, most of the most of the island leave. I think it was the little Patusan district. Yeah, little mm-hmm. Patusan. And like yeah, everyone they, left. Nobody has ever heard of this place, but it's it's got its own district in wherever whatever city <laughs> in California they were in. Yeah, that must be the part filmed in Chinatown. Yep. Well, that would be racist because they're not the same country. You know, those Asian <laughs> Asian cultures are all pretty much the same. Anyway. The Imperial Palace. I don't subscribe to the theory that all Asian cultures are the same. I think they're all unique in their own way. I don't know. If you look at their traditional ethnic uh, style, they're pretty similar. <laughs> yeah, why don't you say that to your girlfriend? <laughs> <laughs> I'm clearly joking. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I thought it was funny that Baba Ram is just dressed as a Tibetan monk, and he's apparently born in the same village as Johnny's dad. <laughs> yeah, it does look you know doesn't dress like any other Padusani people, right? Or yeah. sound like them. Yeah, well, every Padusani person either has like perfect American English mm. or just some weird ambiguous accent. Like and then there's this guy that sounds just like like he's from India. Yeah, here's a clip. Gentlemen, may I present a great holy man who was born in your father's native village, the Babaram of Migrab. Uh, huh? Wait, wait a second. I know this man. Babalaan. Yes, a very funny man, you know. Very funny. No, it's a megotalo. Rock and roll, dude. <laughs> that accent, though. Like, you say it's Indian, but... It's close I to guess. Indian. I don't yeah, know. I, saw, I heard Indian more that time. Once you said it, I was like, yeah. It's very strange. Very strange. That's just Mr. Wu. 
from the Chinatown district of Deadwood. Let's see, closing thoughts. So that's pretty much the end of the movie. Yeah. Does it end with that guy falling down the stairs again almost? Well, it goes, yeah, he, he, he goes down the stairs and then they free the people or whatever and then they do the Baba, Baba Ram, Baba oh, yeah. Ram reprise. <laughs> Everyone's singing. Over the credits. Hey, everybody, here's some fun facts. Though more known for his comedies, <laughs> as, this, as if this is any different, uh, Leslie Nielsen was said to be surprisingly intimidating during the filming. Both Ernie Reyes Jr. and Nicholas Cohen said that Leslie Nielsen remained in character off camera in an attempt to scare everyone. <laughs> like, really? He Sounds terrifying. He's just a goof on I know. Brett said. That's what I've been saying. He's not scary. I, I don't know who's scared of him. Kill him. Kill him. I'm scared of his cultural appropriation. That's about it. Here's a fun fact. First feature film, uh, or first film to feature both Ernie Reyes Sr. and Ernie Reyes Jr. Mm-hmm. Probably good reason for that. <laughs> Here's a fun little fact. The name of Kelly Hughes' character, Romay, is mentioned only once during the course of the film. Four of seven found this interesting. <laughs> really? Four even seems high. Yeah, I didn't even know what her name was in the yeah. movie. What's that scale they use to find out if the movie is uh, feminist or whatever? Or I forget what the rule is. You brought it up. Do you know what it's called? Yeah. A half year ago, I think. I don't remember what it's called. It would not pass that test. No. Mm-hmm. All she talks about is being a wife and serving her husband and stuff like that. And she's always the damsel in distress. And she might be the only female in the whole cast. Here's another fun fact. Ernie Reyes Jr. Uh, needed a kidney transplant. In 2015, he set up a GoFundMe to raise $75,000 for it. Ooh. Don't know if he got it. Original title of the film is called Surf Warriors and was shot in five weeks. That makes sense. Yeah, I didn't see a lot of fun facts on this. Yeah. That was funny on IMDb. More like this. Three ninjas. Three ninjas kick back. Three ninjas knuckle up. Three ninjas high noon at Mega Mountain. Then the first two, or actually, they just list Turtles 3 and Turtles 2. And then the Paper Brigade. Man of the House with JTT and Chevy Chase. And Mr. Nanny with another Hulk movie. And then there's D2, the Mighty Ducks. Turtles 1 finally. But yeah, Digger, Digger's on uh, on here for me. Was the Nielsen ever seen Digger? Is it? <laughs> it sounds like a very <laughs> bad term, but yeah, I've never seen that either. It was the same year, ninety three. Speaking of Mighty Ducks, I believe that'll be our next episode, or I guess big episode. We'll probably do a recently seen before then. But uh, yeah, I'll be looking out for the Mighty Ducks. Ducks fly together. (laughs) Um, We're still trying to decide on the next one or two movies we'll do for this, I guess, theme of movies, but we have a lot of ideas. I got one more Surf Ninjas fact. What's that? Did you know there was a novelization of that movie? (laughs) 
God, it seemed like in the 90s especially, there was a novelization for fucking everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was pretty common back then. You want to hear a review? Sure. The novelization of the greatest movie of the 90s, or really any decade. Was that written by our buddy at work? <laughs> uh, Reverend Dave. This is by <laughs> Reverend Dave. His profound truths lose something absent their delivery by Rob Schneider. Yet how could I possibly give this 20-minute read anything less than five stars? Kwansu, dude. <laughs> 20 minute read <laughs> speed reader um, yeah there's a there's a guy we all work with that Surf Ninjas is his favorite movie of all time yeah which like, is pretty nuts unironically yeah he just loves it I don't see anything wrong with that <laughs> well I, I don't and then you think there's necessarily anything wrong with it I just find it very confusing did you give me shit for like Norbit are you serious <laughs> Well, at least he has... <laughs> is that your favorite movie of all time? No. Exactly. No, I wouldn't say that. I mean, this movie has nostalgia. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Well, Sorry, what were you saying, We Jason? were having a side conversation. It's nostalgic. This movie, like, yeah. you know, a lot of people, their favorite movie is something they watched over and over and over again as a kid. Yeah. That's why we're doing these movies, nostalgia. Although... These mo- I mean, typically we've only done movies that we probably rated as an eventually or higher. I mean, I couldn't give this an eventually, I don't think. I have to give it a last resort, but... Yeah, probably. It's a fun last resort for people. It's it's fun to watch, but... I think these are all going to yeah. be last resorts. I don't know, maybe Mighty Ducks, I don't know. It's, it feels you know sacrilegious for a Minnesotan to... Right? Dog on the Mighty Ducks, I guess. Mighty but, Ducks yeah. has a good message because it teaches you the consequences of drunk driving. <laughs> uh, you have to coach a youth hockey team. <laughs> uh, really try and relive your glory years when you were a good hockey player before you blew out your knees. Right. Good old Gordon Bombay. Uh, anything else you guys want to add to Surf Ninjas? No. I think we covered everything. Vaguely racist. Colonel Cheesy Goof. Zatch is the real bad guy. Yeah. It's your story and you're sticking to it. I think it's uh, pretty accurate. I'd love to hear somebody prove me wrong. It's a last resort. Movie is a last resort, but a fun one. Um, so yeah, reach out to us. You can email us at watch this movie at yahoo.com. Please rate and review, subscribe on iTunes and or Stitcher. You can check out our website at wtmwatchthismovie.com or follow us on Twitter at watch this underscore movie. We will check you later. Guess we'll see you around. All right, check you later. Bye. Bye. Man, why are you always such a dork, man? What are you talking about? Check you later. Check you later. Hey, man, you lost my case.